0: Oftentimes, we characterize the uh, story of David um, in ways that are uh, that really um, magnify uh, his overcoming of a giant, and we think that this was the most incredible moment of David's life. Right? We, we think that, and we think. Um, we think often that this was the, the biggest hurdle he ever had to overcome, the, the biggest thing he ever had to do, uh, because we've 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 blown that story up um, because it's a giant. Right. And it's fun to talk about. But uh, I I think he had more difficult things to do uh, whenever he became king. Uh, that was a difficult place. He, he had to overcome Saul. He had to overcome. Um, the perception of God's anointed with the people. He, he had to, um, to work his way through, through hiding in caves to become the king that he was supposed to be. And even later in life, he had um, what might have been the most difficult thing in his life was his son Absalom wanted to take his throne. And this is the man that's, that's characterized as a man after God's own heart. He, he displayed the character of God in so many ways because of who he was. And uh, to have a son who wants nothing more than to take the power you have must have been heartbreaking for him. And Absalom raised up this, uh, this army against his father. Against David, he 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 inspired people to turn against David with him so he could take the throne. And in the middle of this, while, while he was uh, about to attack, while he was he was going to attack his father, he was riding uh, through a forest and all of a sudden his hair gets caught up in a tree. And he's hanging there like a pinata. And David's army, some of his soldiers come up and they treat him like one and they kill him and they stick their spears through him and finish him off. And then they go back to the king. And whenever the, mo- the news finally arrives at David, they're expecting him to be excited. They're expecting David to throw a party. Yeah, I've overcome my enemy. This is, what an incredible moment from you know, and and they're expecting, you know, trumpets to blast and things to go. And they're expecting to be praised for what they've done. But it says in 2 Samuel chapter 18, starting in verse 33, that once David received the news, the, the king then became very upset. He went to the upper room over the gate and wept as he went he said my son absalom my son my son absalom if only i could have died in your place absalom my son my son <laughs> Welcome to Gathering Mana: Quick Practical Steps to Nourish Your Soul. I'm Carter, and I'm Scott. And today we are uh, diving into love. What does it mean to love? And um, you know, this is uh, this is the week of love and the Advent calendar. This is what we're what we're launching into. And uh, we've we've talked a little bit about it through the last couple of weeks, but it's it's the next part of the sequence, right? Yeah. So we, we started in um, in hope. We moved into joy and pe- peace. Peace. Was a peace and then joy? joy. Peace yeah, 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 then joy. Yeah, yeah. Peace leads to joy. We've and slept then, since then. So. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And then now uh now we're we're in the part about love. And uh and love is uh Almost too big a thing to talk about it's, sometimes. Yeah,
1: it's like extremely broad. I was, I was actually looking up Strong's Greek definition, and we, we know we get the word love from from the Greek word agape. And most of us have heard that word agape before, but I wanted to read the definition. And this is, this is pretty cool, um, the way this fleshes it out. It says properly to prefer to love for the believer, preferring to live through Christ, i.e., embracing god's will choosing his choices and obeying them through his power and then later on like uh, it, sk- it skips down here just a little bit and says uh with the believer agape agape whatever to love means actively doing what the lord prefers with him by his power and direction hmm uh, and there's there's a lot there. Obviously, we could go in about a thousand different directions here, but um, getting that kind of working definition, there's a lot we can start on. Love, <laughs>
0: Scott. Exactly. If you were to like uh, try and break that down a little bit, like what wh- what would you say? Like what what is what is a good working definition for you for love?
1: If I were to look at like love as far as. Um, Christian love, agape. Um, I would say, man, uh, it's bound up. This is the Scott Hall definition. It's bound up in a sacrificially giving of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and love can be directed in a lot of different directions. So sacrificially giving of yourself to my wife, to my friends, to you know. Um, but the prime, the top, the the gold, gold, platinum here, if you will, um, is God and loving God. That's, that's the first, uh, priority that we are called to in this life. Jesus himself, what was the greatest commandments, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, everything. Um, and then also love your neighbor as yourself. That comes as an outpouring, as an extension of loving God. Well, don't Mm -hmm. get the two flipped. Um, and I think sometimes we do that. We, we tend to skip the whole love God, before we love our neighbor Uh, sometimes we want to go out and love our neighbor we're not really good at loving God haven't loved God (laughs) in a very long time per se and so uh, this it's an interesting take on what that actually uh, looks like Um, and in this episode there's no way we can accurately exhaust um, what that actually means and so we're we're gonna just talk and share some stories actually here a little bit so
0: yeah yeah so um to jump off that, like we've got this this uh, this idea that comes through in First John whenever he's describing, you know, who God is, he says, God is love. Mm-hmm. Um which is not to say that like I think we get it twisted, like people take that to this like ultra like spiritualized place where it's like, Oh, well, the nature of God is found within my love and 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 yes, I mean like no, 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 no. Like that's not what that means. It says it's basically like love is at its core an aspect of God. Right. Mm -hmm. Like to say God is love is to actually say that like God is um, bigger than love. But if we love, we are showing God. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and God, uh, God encompasses love. God uh, overwhelms is overwhelmingly loving as a, as a, you know, as our God, and um, and and what a what a good uh, working thing would, would would be to say is that in the pursuit of love, we are in the pursuit of, of God in many ways.
1: Right, right. And you you mentioned First John, and that that's actually a really good place to start. I just flipped over there real quick um, because you have it in First John chapter four, mm-hmm. and he says, "Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God." Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. Here it is, Advent season. He sent sent his one and only son into this world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, mm. but that God loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Yeah. And that, that's it. That's the heartbeat of all this. And so a lot of times with this Advent season or Christmas holiday, we, we want to uh, know more about, yeah, loving people, loving our neighbor, or uh, buying gifts for people. You know, like it, it can get a little bit bogged down when we're right. thinking about about love. Um, but starting there first, like John says, starting with what it, what Christmas, what this time, what Advent means to God, Mm-hmm. And it all started with him pouring out his love in the form of sending his one and only son, his begotten son, yeah. to yeah, accomplish. Yeah, Jesus,
0: Jesus and, and, you know, he didn't just throw out those two commands right. without exemplifying it first, mm-hmm. right? Like, he was ready to set the example, set the tone for what that comes back and resonates within his community as, right? right? Like, he sets the tone, and and it is our our responsibility mm. to receive that gift, right?
1: Yeah. Right, yeah, and I think it's even even taking that a step further, like taking it a little bit deeper, it's almost to say that we, we truly can't love without the enabling, like the ability mm. given by God um, to do so outside or try to do it outside of God. I don't even know how you could do that, but outside of God, uh, it's more just like, Temporary passion or temporary infatuation with something, or yeah. it's it's just you know we talked a little bit about happiness and joy. It's kind of the same. Happiness is like this, you know, it peaks and then it valleys and peaks. And joy is just that steady type of thing. And so, the love of God, the love that we see displayed in Scripture in the most potent way through the Son, um, through His giving of His life in every type of way, humbling Himself to the na- to the nature of a uh, or to the To become a human, uh, to not only become a human, to also be a servant of us and to die the death we deserved and to raise again so that we could also live as he uh, has lived as well. Mm -hmm. And so in this idea of love, um, I I think it's important for us to remember that we can't give what we're not ourselves receiving. Yeah. Are we receiving the love of God? Mm. Or are we ignoring it? Are yeah. we are we tempering it? Are we trying to, whatever? Are are we receiving the love of God?
0: Yeah, yeah. And think of that um, from the perspective of the Father, right? Like from God's perspective, what is it? What does it look like for His children to receive that gift well? Yeah. And and imagine even Him Him offering that gift and what that means eternally mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Right? Like we see I don't know what what do you think that conversation looked like? Like what do you think that conversation, you know, in heaven, you know, you know, Christ and the Spirit and the Father have been eternally been the Trinity, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's always been the nature of God. Yeah. That's not something new. Yeah. Right? It's something that's been revealed in Christ, but it's not something that's new. Like what do you think that, that 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 was like what do you think that was like for the angels to be like whoa you yeah. want me to go tell mary what
1: yeah now? yeah
0: you know oh you want me to tell joseph now that's yeah. oh man
1: well, yeah it, it, it's 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 phenomenal phenomenal because you, you we know that god from the beginning romans tells us that that he's predestined these things he's known these things He mm-hmm. he's had for like he is god and so Knowing what he was creating, creation itself, knowing humanity, knowing the outcomes, and it's like before that even started, you can almost imagine what type of conversation, I guess, was happening, Father, Son, Spirit. And they say, we're going to see this thing through to the end, whatever the cost. And we know the cost, knowing what that was going to – and they still, out of love, created they still out of love, like allowed Adam and Eve to be in the garden with this tree. You know, like it's none of this force. It's it, that's not real love to force someone. Like, not even to to provide the option outside of it, if that makes sense. To to fully invest and choose that love. That that's what God wanted. Yeah. And so, I think it's it's really um, baffling. It's it's astonishing to really think about when these things started to play out. Um, even the angels are just shocked like oh my heavenly father my god this is amazing you you're gonna put your like your spirit who you are and it's gonna be 100% human 100% man and you're you're gonna do what on wait on the on behalf of these human beings who have like spit in your face they were Mm -hmm. enemies again you're doing what what, wow, what a display of true potent love at its fullest. Yeah. When we are enemies against God, that's when Jesus came. Like wow. <laughs> I don't even know much more to say about. I mean, I guess we could talk more and more about I mean, that. Yeah,
0: myself, I don't but. I don't know if I can I can think of anything that I've done that even compares. To, what's the Scott, what's the craziest thing that you've ever done in the name of love?
1: I mean, I've done some crazy things. I think one of them was I um, was a college student, my now wife. I wanted to visit her family. They lived overseas. And I was like, okay, I want to go, you know, I want to go visit them. And then I saw how much plane tickets were. And of course, I'm a broke college student. Mm -hmm. And so I did the only non. or very insane, I guess, thing, and uh, got a credit card just for that plane ticket what? through American what? Airlines. And uh, came, it was like a little over a thousand dollars or something. But to me at the time, I was like, Where am I gonna get a thousand? But I was like, It's worth it. And you know, I within a couple of years, done paid off. Um, <laughs> but afterwards, I was just like, It was worth it. The trip was worth it. It was great. I want it. I, I wish I had planned that better. I wish you know, I wish it wasn't so like last minute and put me into the, the hole a little bit. But that's one of those, I guess, times. What about you? Do you have a story that comes to mind?
0: Oh man, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's like put yeah. yourself into debt, like, that's yeah. like selflessly. <laughs> like I, I love her so yeah, much. I'm sorry. gonna go. That's um, man, that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I guess my uh, my proposal story. Uh, so. It was uh it was Christmas Eve.
1: Well and there you go. I
0: know, right? Beautiful time, beautiful time of year. <laughs> and uh I I kind of had it in the works to uh to propose to Trish. Um but um I was in Artesia, which is about two and a half hours from here in Lubbock where where Trish lived, and uh I um I would planned this terribly because, uh, there was like this freak ice storm that came through and mm-hmm. the roads between Artesia and Lubbock were treacherous, Nice. terrible, terrible. And what, what is, what is usually a two and a half hour drive, uh, turned into like an eight hour drive Nice. in, uh, in my pickup. So I, you know, I was, I, but I was determined. I was determined. Like I packed some hot cocoa for the road and uh and took off and yeah eight hours later finally yep. made it to White love knuckling it. it. right yeah just there. like determined yep. you know and so uh set it up and, and luckily she she said yes and you know that it was all it all <laughs> it was worth it it all came out you know <laughs> so um yeah that's probably the craziest craziest thing i've done for love
1: you know um in this idea of like love there's a lot of good examples um us as as children as as believers professors of faith we are counted as as children of god and it's one of our responsibilities is to receive well receive how god is loving us mm-hmm. well um and not to um uh, refuse to not to um kick and scream not to you know uh, the i guess the good old um scriptural phrase for is is kick against the goads like an ox goad is you know what they prodded an ox with don't kick against it that's going to hurt you more you know um so the love of god he's he's right now setting things up for us to receive and sometimes we just don't receive well Mm -hmm. um and it reminds me of a story that i had heard um, a while back and it, it was a a guy he was talking about taking his son to the store he's like i love my son so much it's time we're gonna buy him a bike i mean that's a big moment in oh, a kid's yeah. life and he's like i'm gonna get him a really nice bike i'm gonna surprise him um it's just gonna be so awesome and so he loads his his kid up into the car and um both of them you know hop out after they get to the store they go inside and he's just like oh man he he's just so so excited that he gets to bless his son he gets to love his son in this way and right when they get inside there's one of those you know um those those racks that are traps for kids that have candy and all that stuff on it. Well, you know, his kid picked up this you know little five dollar dinky thing that was gonna break in a week or something, and he's just like, "Dad, I want this," and he's like, "No, no, no, go, go ahead and put that down. No, you you don't need this. Uh, let's let's we let's go." And he's like, "If I can just get him to the to the bike aisle, then he'll understand." And he's like, "No, no I want this. I I want it. I want it. I want it. You know." And then started. Just yelling, crying, kicking, screaming on the floor, and so the dad decided, okay, you can have it. Oh. So he grabbed the toy. He went to the cashier. He rung up the toy, and they walked out. Mm. And he never his his son never received that bike. Oh, um, at least not biking. in that way. Maybe years later, I don't know, but he never received it. And it, it just, it's just one of those stories where, where you have to reflect on it, especially with our relationship with God, and say, man, how many times am I that kid kicking and screaming? Yeah. And God has something better, something oh, better. Man. I don't want to be handed over to the things that I want. Yeah. I want to receive yeah. the things that God is giving. And so my job, my role, my responsibility is to just receive god's love and however that's fleshed out even if it's uncomfortable or it hurts or it takes time you know
0: and 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 here's the thing is like it it could be something that that really seems good Mm. right like all love is a gift from god you know um c.s lewis talks about the four kinds of love you've got that storge that phileo that eros and then you have agape Mm -hmm. and agape is that one that comes from god that that god love Mm. that surpasses all those other loves you know like I am in love with my wife, and, and I hope that agape defines our relationship. Mm. But a lot of time it's eros, right? That's, that's eros love between me and her, and that's a very special type of love that we have for each other. But if I am defining myself more by my eros in that relationship, more by that love, mm. than I am by agape love, I am missing The big picture. We kick and we scream and we cry and we moan over storge and phileo and eros whenever we should be receiving the greatest love of all in agape, right? That's
1: right. That's good. So today, we don't really have a quick practical step (laughs) Uh, because there's nothing quick or practical or step. So Carter, what was the phrase you came up with? (laughs) <laughs> early on this i can't remember <laughs> so,
0: so it's a uh, it's here's the thing is like we we talk about practical things so much and and whenever you, you whenever you try to tie your faith into to practicality you're missing something huge because there is nothing practical about what god has done for us mm. is the most impractical thing possible for him to give up the most valuable thing mm. for me on our behalf on yeah. our behalf yeah. like there's there's nothing practical about it yeah so, so what are what we need to turn this into is a long impractical trek. Yeah, there you go. Long yeah. impractical trek. It's like we are hiking Lifetime. up the mountain mm-hmm. of God's love, right? Yeah. And so, so what? What all? All we can do right now, all we can like, prepare your heart to receive the love of God. That's right. That is your. You long, impractical trek of your life that's right yeah. Yeah, and,
1: and and that's that's the basis if we can get real with you all a little bit that's the basis of of gathering man and that's where we yeah. started yeah. Uh, that it's based on the story in the Old Testament, the Israelites they're complaining they're you brought us out into the desert. you need, we're not being fed and God every morning they would wake up and God will have provide would have provided this what was manna, which was like bread-like type stubs. We we don't really know exactly what it was, but it was enough nourishment. You were supposed to gather up enough for the day, not for tomorrow, not extra, not like not enough, like gather up enough for the day. Um, And this was the whole idea, but it was this like consistent, daily, grace-filled love being poured out, that they were to just simply walk out of their tent and just receive it gathering man and so this is the whole heart of the show and so this idea of us simply just opening our hearts softening our hearts and receiving what god has even if in the time it hurts even if it requires patience even if you fill in the blank for your even if but whatever it is even if simply look to receive where is god placing the manna in your life today
0: Nothing will more reliably sustain you than that.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So that is our long, <laughs> impractical trek. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for doing this with us. Thank you for for walking with us as we we seek to receive the love of God together. And remember to get outside your tent.
1: This has been Gathering manna. For more content like today's episode, like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram or subscribe to our YouTube channel. For content on the go, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting platform. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or drop a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Thanks for joining us. God bless you, and we hope that you'll be mobilized to get outside of your tent today.